Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Tim Banal is the news director of coasttocoastam.com. You may know him uh, as the host and creator of the broadcast of the podcast Banal of America. He also covers the paranormal news beat for us writing most of the original articles that you see during the week and every Friday he's been joining us here at the start of the show with a roundup of some of the most fascinating stories from the last week and, and helping us put like a little capstone on those stories. Let's bring up Tim. Good evening, Tim. How you doing, Ian? It's great to be back. Great to be talking to you again tonight. Hope you yeah, had a great and- week. I had a terrific week, and I, I've, I've been reading this book all week, Strange Stars, about the this you know the way that uh, science fiction mainstreamed and pop music had decided to deviate from the mainstream and become more like science fiction. It's a really cool book, and we'll be talking about some of the most famous examples of that and how they were directly impacted by science fiction in a minute. But um, do, you, do you like that period of the sort of the late 60s, 70s period of music? Yeah, I'm a big classic rock fan for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if you had to name a song which you thought was based on a science fiction story, um, one which was maybe even in and of itself a science fiction song, a song completely like a self-contained little science fiction narrative in a in a song can you think of one yeah i there's one that i really love uh i hope it kind of fits the bill a uh, credence clearwater revival uh it came out of the sky it's about oh, a interesting. ufo crash yeah 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 see now that's interesting so this is well i'll, I'll actually i'll ask jason about because i'm not sure i i heard him mention that but i i do like that story and uh, so that'll be one we'll get to but i mean some of the things that we'll be talking about coming up are songs which i have known always and did not realize in a way i just didn't i didn't connect the dots like he does in how the artists were reading a science fiction novel and then decided to put that into a song and then on the other side of that too i believe so much of that influenced actual science and We'll get back to that coming up in just a second. But let's find out what were the big stories this week at coasttocoastam.com, Tim, that some people may have missed and they need to take a look at uh, when they go to coasttocoastam.com tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess you could call these Banal's Best Bits. These are the best I love that. That sounds great. Okay. Um, so these are, these are sort of like my three favorite. And uh, we set it up on the Coast to Coast AM website where uh, you can go and find these. I'll sort of guide people as we go along. So at the number three spot in the carousel is a really amusing story I found. I kind of picked this one out in the sense that I thought you'd get a chuckle out of it. Uh, a man in England, he's in trouble with the law. He's, he broke up with his uh, fiance. Marriage fell apart. And, uh, well, the planned marriage, of course. Um, and he's been trying to get back together with her, and she's had enough. And he's in trouble for harassing her. And the long story short, in a sense, is that he sent her a number of anonymous letters. He's accused of all this, of course. Um, you know, so he's going to have his day in court. Uh, but she received a number of anonymous letters. And, and the one that made headlines was one that looked like it came from a nearby tarot shop. And it got across the message that it, it was a message quote-unquote, from uh, his ex-fiancé's late mother, who was imparting her, imploring her to get back together with him. And, and, and the message was a lot like what you would expect someone faking uh, a message from the other side 
would be like. So it's, you know, the man who sacrificed everything for you, the man who loves you, the man who wanted you to be his wife and uh, urged her, uh, telling her to call her. Uh, all, all you have to do is call him, it said uh, in, the, in the letter. So, uh, and his, his, his defense for all this is, I don't know anything about it. I don't, I yeah. don't yeah, must have been a friend of ours who, who's trying to get us back together. Which to me is like, who needs friends like that? What, yeah. what kind of friend like that is? You're on trial, man. But I, I will tell you, I know somebody that this happened to, for reals. Really? And I, I just talked to her three weeks ago. Um, she had never been married. Um, she, her mother was, uh, was in later stages of life. And she was lamenting to her daughter, you know, one of the things I always fear most about passing on is that you're going to be alone. And she kept bringing up a kid, which my friend had known like in third grade or fourth grade. I mean, they knew each other, but they never really dated. And she kept bringing him up going, I kept thinking you'd end up with him. And she was like, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, nice. He was a nice kid, but, you know, that was about it. When (laughs) when her, her mother died, that guy reached out to her on Facebook. And then what was even weirder, this was really weird, she said when they went, they were putting away some of her things after her mother died, and she found a photo that her mother had found of this woman friend of mine and her fiancé, they've since married, um, when they were like in third and fourth grade, a picture that she had put in her scrapbook prominently at the end of her life. Wow. Now that's just like, that gave her chill. It gave the way she told it, much better than that, but it was yeah. still cool. All right. So, that's speaking of schoolgirls, there's this cool photo. I just saw the headline about this girl that took the photo of Nessie. What's that all about? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. A uh, young girl, about 12 years old, she was visiting Loch Ness with her family on vacation and snapped a, a pretty good picture. It's up in the number two spot on the coast coast am.com uh, website. It's a, it's a pretty good picture, and one of the researchers there in Scotland said it's one of the best he's seen in years. And what stood out to me, I thought was interesting, uh, when, you're, when you're sort of surfing the paranormal news wave like I do, what I thought was fascinating was, you know, we cover all these Nessie sightings uh, throughout the year, and since May, this is the third schoolgirl to have hmm. a Nessie sighting hmm. uh, well, this summer. It's really oh, weird, and uh, it got me thinking, I was wondering what that was all about. And, Maybe and, you reaching know, like, out to the uh, to the unjaded, reaching out to kids who have an open mind. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's what I think it is. And and, and who else? Adults don't look. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And the kids are looking, and they and not to mention the kid has a, like a camera in her hand like twenty four seven anyway. Exactly. So she's probably taking exactly. eight thousand photos. You know, it's but all right. So then the the uh, the Scottish hills of Heather then bring us into this third story about this Heather experience. I did not look at this story. It's at coasttocoastam.com. I saw it in the carousel at the top of the page. But, all right, so go ahead and tell me about this. Okay. Now, this is my favorite story of the week. This is absolutely mind-bending. Uh, an author on Twitter, her name is Summer, Heath, uh, Summer Heacock, right? Summer Heacock. So she told this story. She says, since she was a child, people have continually mistakenly called her Heather, not Summer. Um, and Heacock is her married name, and it has nothing to do with that, right? Because this has been going on since she was, like, three years old. Right. So, And it happens so often that she said it happens maybe once a week, at least, that people call her Heather. And it's always Heather. Uh, it's not some other name. 
So it became sort of a joke to her, and uh, even not just strangers. Her doctor slips up sometimes and calls her Heather. Her husband sometimes slips up and calls her Heather. So she always just kind of thought it was just a weird thing that happened, you know. Turns out uh, she had been adopted, and shortly before she, uh, her, her new parents, you know, took her in, she stayed for about six weeks at a, you know, a facility where they take care of kids before they're adopted. And uh, during that period, she didn't have a name, so they just gave her a random name. She mm. never found out what it was. Mm. A couple of weeks ago, she gets a message on social media. Her biological family has found her. Uh, and they all get together for a joyous reunion. And, and while they're all hanging around, she asks, hey, did you ever know what my name was during those six weeks that uh, I was in that facility before my parents adopted me? Uh, you may have guessed by now what they said. Yeah. How spooky. And, um, and, and amazingly, they, how they found her was they found her birth certificate, the original birth certificate, name on the thing, Heather. So creepy, it'll make you weepy, man. I like that. Yeah. That's a great story. And uh, and you've got the documentation to prove it, which makes it even better. Absolutely. All right, very good. Is that everything, then? That's it, Ian. I'll be back next week uh, with another dispatch from the world of the weird. I love that. We'll look for you, too, at coasttocoastam.com. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern. And go to coasttocoastam.com for more.